Hi, welcome to Brian Sportatorium Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing the NBA All-Star Game. To start off, we're going to be discussing the NBA All-Star Game starters that were announced earlier this week, and then afterwards we're going to go into the NBA All-Star Reserves, where I'm going to give my thoughts and predictions on who deserves to be named an All-Star. So, to start off, we'll start with the Eastern Conference. In the front court, we got Kevin Durant, who's the captain, who is averaging 29-7-5, and has just been brilliant coming off of his torn Achilles. And he, honestly, the only, the only thing keeping him out of the MVP discussion right now is that he's missed too many games, but that was due to contact tracing and now a hamstring injury. But, oh, he's just been fantastic. Definitely deserves to be the Eastern Conference start uh, captain. Then we got Joel Embiid, averaging 30-11, and 11, leading the 76ers to the one seed in the East so far. And then Giannis, averaging 28, 12, and 6 for the Bucks, who are now the three seed. Honestly, if Giannis was, these numbers are MVP worthy. The only reason he's not in the MVP discussion is because he won back to back and had the two disappointing playoffs, but definitely deserves to be in there. Honestly, all of these just, I think, were pretty easy. I think the same thing with the Western Conference front court, once I get to it, they were all like, those were the three guys for each one that just had to be named them. Uh, going to the backcourt, there is Kyrie, averaging 28, 5, and 5, shooting super efficient. He's been fantastic for the Nets as well. And then Bradley Beal, averaging 33, 5, and 5. I, Bradley Beal is one of the three players that I feel very adamantly about. I'll get into the other two later. But he has just been so good. And last year, he was snubbed from the All-Star game, which makes no sense. He was I thought he should have been an All-Star game starter. Uh, eventually, Trey Young ended up getting the All-Star game starting job, which is Fine, he definitely deserved it as well. But the fact that Bradley Beal didn't make it, there's no argument for it. Because last year, Bradley Beal was averaging like 30 points. And the Wizards were bad, yeah, but the Hawks were also bad, and Trey Young was a starter. So the fact that Bradley Beal didn't make it makes no sense. Bradley Beal definitely deserves to be a starter. I'm very happy about that. The only thing that I would have changed in the Eastern Conference is I probably would have put Harden over uh, Kyrie. But I have no issues with Kyrie being there. Like I said, he's averaging 28, uh, 28, 5, and 5, and he's been super efficient. So that's fine. And James Harden started off the season in the Western Conference, so I don't have an issue. But I personally would have put Harden as a starter. But again, no issue there. Eastern Conference seems like a pretty easy one. It was between those four and then Harden or Kyrie. All right, next in the Western Conference, again, like I said, the front court just seems really obvious. You got LeBron averaging 26, 8, and 8. Really great, again, this season. In in the top of the MVP discussion with Jokic and Embiid, um, he was the leading vote-getter, another fourth straight year as a captain in all four years they've had it. Next, we got Jokic, who's been... 27 who's gotten 27 11 and 8 he's been a double double machine i'm pretty sure he's double doubled in every game he's played this season so he's been fantastic also like i said in that mvp discussion and then Kawhi, 27 6 and 5 the clippers have been much better this year than i thought last year even though they were still second in the west last year they just something seemed off with how they what they were doing this year they just seemed a lot more motivated and interested and interested even honestly in playing basketball Next, in the backcourt, you got Curry, who's averaging 30 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Even though the Warriors are only an 8 seed right now, he's obviously the only reason they're there. He's been sensational and super hot from 3 race recently. And then the last starter is Luka Doncic, who's averaging 29, 9, and 9. And it just seems a little disappointing that the Mavericks are, they're, they're getting up there, but they're only the 10 seeds. That's a little disappointing, but he's been great. Again, for the most part, it seems fairly obvious. I personally, though, would have went with uh, Lillard, and I'll get into Lillard in just a sec, in a little bit. But um, I would put Lillard, the Blazers are much better. They're the 5 seed. They're 
like a game. They're tied for they're one game out of the four seed, something like that. And I think even Luca said in an interview that he would have put Damon over him. I think that one more had to do with team success, but they've both been sensational. Luca's been great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, so yeah, those are the ten All Star Game starters. Now we'll go into the Eastern Conference where I'll talk about the reserves. So to start off, James Harden, who I said I thought should have been a starter. He's averaging 24, 8, and 12. He's just been fantastic since he came over to the Nets. Obviously, the Nets have their defensive issues, but even that they've gotten a little, they've gotten they've improved a little bit in. But offensively, they're just there's no stopping them. And Harden has really fit in nicely as like, even though he's averaging 24, which is a ton, but not as much for him usually. So he's scoring a little less, but he's playmaking a ton. He's been great. He definitely deserves to be an all-star. He'll be on the all-star reserves. Next up, the second person that I feel super adamantly about is Zach Levine, 29-5-5. He has been incredible. He's a scoring machine. I want the Knicks to trade for him. I doubt it happens, though. But he has just been absolutely incredible. The Bulls are only the nine seed, but like I, I, the stats. I think the stats matter a lot more. If like unless like unless it's like a tiebreaker, it's like oh these guys have like the same stats, but one guy is like the one or three seed and one guy's ten seed. I don't think your team not being great should uh, definitely influence it because Zach Levine has been sensational. He's he's averaging like over thirty three in the past like week two weeks something like that. He definitely deserves to be definitely deserves to be an All Star game reserve. Next up is Trey Young. Another, obviously, the Hawks are struggling a little bit, but he's averaging 27-4-9. He was an all-star game starter last year. I don't see a way in which he doesn't make the reserves. Next up, we got the two Celtics in their duo. You got Jalen Brown, who's averaging 26-5-4, and and Tatum, 26-7-5. Celtics are another team that, even though they're the four seed, they're a little underwhelming because they're 15-14. and 14. Like They should be much better than that. Obviously, you could uh, throw in like the short rest for part of that, but, but they've been incredible, and they'll continue to be a, a problem in the East for a long time, and they should both be all-star game reserves. Next up is Vujovic, who I think, Nikola Vujovic, who I think will probably end up being snubbed, but I have him in as an all-star for me. He's averaging 24, 12, and 4. Again, another, the Magic are struggling, but the Magic had so many injuries. You have Markel Fultz tearing his ACL, I think it was. Cole Anthony's been out. It's really just been him and Terrence Ross because Gordon's been out for a while too. Like the whole team is injured and he's just been, he just keeps coming in every night and giving them a chance at least. So I think he'll, I think he'll end up being snubbed, but I think he definitely is worthy of that starting of that reserve spot. And now my last one for the East, and this guy is the third one that I feel super adamantly about. I could probably have a whole episode for why he deserves it, but it's Julius Randle of your New York Knicks. He's averaging 23, 11, and 6. He's been so much better this year than last year. And not just number-wise, because number-wise he was like 19, 10, and 3. But also just like how he's playing team basketball and committing to defense. Like last year you could argue he was like a little bit of a ball stopper, but now he's getting everyone involved. He's shooting 41% from 3 also, by the way. He was shooting like high 20s last year. That's an incredible um, increase. I will say also I was very, I was very upset when TNT released their rankings for the starters. In the East, after the front court of KD and Bede Giannis, it was Tatum and Butler. And Butler is ob- is obviously a better player than Randall. Like he's incredible, just coming off that great Finals run. But I don't think there's any argument. There isn't really an argument for Butler being an All Star reserve over Randall. He's played way less games. Like I think but- Butler is somewhere around like 15, maybe even less than that. The Heat aren't even better than the Knicks record wise currently. 
So like I just don't. I, Randall's the better stats and all that. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. I was really upset by that because Rand, they're clearly undervaluing how important Randall is to the Knicks being. Even though they're fourteen and sixteen, this is like this is them overperforming. So Randall definitely deserves it. He's been just incredible, and I hope he's a starter. But again, it wouldn't surprise me if Vujovic or Randall were snubbed. There are a lot of good names after this. After these two guys, I have these four snubs. They were like the next guys in if someone gets injured. We got Sabonis, who's averaging 22, 12, and 6. The Pacers are a five seed. He deserves it. Honestly, I was um, I was debating putting him in over Vujovic. Honestly, all four of these guys, I was debating putting in over Vujovic, but I liked Vujovic's numbers were just too good. But Sabonis definitely deserves it too, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's thrown in there over Randall or Vujovic. Next is Chris Middleton, 26 and 6. The Bucks are the three seed, so it would make sense if they had two starters. 17 and 13, though, isn't that great for the Bucks. So if they were better, I would be more inclined to put him in. But like because his stats are also less, then like I just I don't see a way that he does get in, but it, he he's one of the next guys. He's still been good, super efficient still. Next is the Heat duo of Bam and Jimmy. Bam's averaging 29 and 6. And Butler is averaging 19, 8, and 8. Again, yes, they're both probably better than Randall or Vujovic, but just, especially in Butler's case, missing the games, Heat underperforming, I just don't think he deserves it over them. Maybe you could argue Vujovic. I definitely think Randall deserves it, and I'll be very upset if Randall doesn't get in. But those are those are my guys. So the Eastern Conference team would then be KD, Embiid, Giannis, Kyrie, Beal, Harden, Levine, Trey Young, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Nikola Vujovic, and Julius Randle. And then if any of those get hurt, one of the four of Sabonis, Middleton, Bam, or Jimmy would get in. And again, I expect one of those four to probably get in over Vujovic and maybe Randle. Now heading to the Western Conference, we'll start off with the guy who I said should be a starter, Damian Lillard. He's averaging 35-8. and eight, And the Blazers are the five seed. And this is without um, CJ McCollum and Nurkic who've been out like the whole year, or at least most of it. But Dame's been incredible, and the fact that they're still the five seed is pretty remarkable. They've been really hot recently. They've won like six out of seven or seven out of eight, something like that. They lost last night to the Wizards. But Dame time is still in effect, and he will be a star, he'll be an all-star again. Then Donovan Mitchell, 25-4-5, on the number one team in the league. I did not see that coming, I'll be honest. But since the Jazz were 4-4, four and four, they've won 20 of their last 22. And their only losses are to the Clippers and the Nuggets on the road. So that is really impressive. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert both deserve a lot of praise. I'll get to Rudy Gobert in a little bit. But Donovan Mitchell's definitely taken a step forward. I was a little concerned after they blew the 3-1 lead, but they've come back just more confident, more motivated. I really, really respect that. Quinn Snyder and the Jazz have just done a great job. Next, you got Devin Booker, 24-4-4. They're the four seed in the West, which is what you, ex- I'm not going to say expected, but like once CP3 was brought in, you expected the playoffs. I was thinking around 5-6 seed, which might still happen, but the four seed is very impressive for them, especially because they didn't, they started off eh, and then they really gotten hot recently, but he definitely, Devin Booker definitely deserves his recognition. He's been great leading that team. Next, I'm going to go Anthony Davis who's averaging 23-8-3 with two blocks a game. Now, AD probably isn't going to play in the game because he uh, he has a calf injury, and he's going to be out, I think Frank Vogel said, for about a month. But he still deserves to be named an all-star, and I'll get to his replacement. But Anthony Davis, for sure, an all-star. Even though his numbers are down from last year, he's averaging less points. He's more efficient. 
And it is weird. It's just been weird when you added Schroeder and Harrell and all the new faces. You want to get them involved and get them hot. Like, but so AD is definitely he's been coming around though before he got the injury, but he still is an All Star, no question about it. Next is Paul George. Paul George did miss some time. I don't think he missed enough to prevent him from making the All-Star game. He's averaging 24, 6, and 5. Way more efficient this year. He's like close to 50, I think, this year, percent shooting, whereas last year he was like low 40s. So he's come back a lot. Obviously, the talk on Paul George will all come down to how he performs in the playoffs because he struggled there recently. But this year, he's come back way better. He's looking more like the MVP candidate Paul George as opposed to like coming off the shoulder injury Paul George of last year. So he, he should be an all-star games uh, reserve. Next up is Zion, 25 and 7, but he's shooting 62% from the field. That is insane. I cannot I couldn't believe it when I looked at the numbers. Like I knew he was having a really good scoring season, but his percentages from the field is incredible. I mean, granted, a lot of it's in the paint, but still it's it's wow. It's really remarkable. And the Pelicans are worse than I thought they'd be. They're like just outside of the playing game. They really should have taken a step forward, I feel like, especially with Zion averaging 25 on 62% shooting. But for some reason, it just hasn't happened. But nonetheless, Zion still deserves to be an all-star game reserve. There was no one on this list below him that I thought deserved it more or even came close. So Zion should get his first all-star nod. Next up is Rudy Gobert, who's averaging 14-14 and 14 with three blocks a game. He's back to probably being the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year after coming in third last year. AD and Miles Turner, I feel like I haven't heard much out of him recently, but Miles Turner is off to a hot start. But Anthony Davis has something to say too, but if he's missing a month, Rudy Gobert probably is in the uh, prime position to win that award again. But again, Gobert, like, Gobert and Mitchell have just been incredible. They're, the Jazz are the one seed. They're allowing, I think, the third least points per game after the Knicks and Lakers. So obviously Gobert gets a ton of credit for that as he's averaging three blocks. He grabs 14 rebounds. So that kudos to the Jazz. Again, they've been incredible. And next, like I said, AD is probably going to be out for the All-Star game as he's out for around a month. So I named an All-Star game replacement who would have been a snub. But anyway, it's CP3. He's averaging 17, 5, and 9. Him and Devin Booker have been a great backcourt duo. And it just seems everywhere that Chris Paul goes, it just helps the team. Last year with the Thunder, and the Thunder are still, like, they're still decent. Like, I mean, they're 11 and 18, but they're still in the playoff picture, sort of, because the 10 seed is 13 and 15. But wherever CP3 goes, it just helps the team out. And he definitely deserves it. There are two, there's one other guy that I think might, you could argue, and I was very close to putting him in as a replacement over CP3. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the edges to Chris Paul. So next, the next guy's in in the snubs. This is the one that I was. This is the guy that I was referring to. De'Aaron Fox is averaging twenty three, three and seven, and the Kings are also they're twelve and seventeen, a game and a half out of the playoff, the ten seed. And De'Aaron Fox has clearly been the Kings' most important player. He's had a great season. I had no, I would have no issues if anyone put De'Aaron Fox in over CP three. It was a really close call, but I just I gave the edge of CP three because the numbers were close enough. Like. CP3 is averaging more rebounds and assists, Aaron Fox more points. So that is a case where I went four seed versus 11 seed. Numbers were really close. But again, no no problem if someone wants to flip-flop it. Next up is Shy, averaging 22, 5, and 6. Again, the Thunder are the 14th best team in the West, 
But because of the t- how close everything is, they're only like two or three games out of the 10 seed. But Shy is having a fantastic year. And honestly, I'm not surprised. After learning under CP3 and uh, Dennis Schroeder for a year, he has just taken the next step in year three. He took a step in year two, and now he took another step. Another great guy. And obviously, he's the building block for that Thunder organization. I don't think he will be named a reserve, but definitely in the contention for like those next guys. And then the last one, who won't isn't is a snub only because his numbers are great, but he wouldn't make it just because he only played like 13 games. CJ McCollum, I just had to mention him because he was so good before he got injured. Again, the the lack of games is not is not going to get him an All Star game spot, but um, he was incredible before he got injured. Like I said, 27, four and five, but he only played 13 games. He was on pace to be a, an All Star, probably not a starter, but would have been a clear reserve. He would have been an over CP3 for sure, and maybe even over one of these other guys. I don't know exactly who, but anyway. But he can't, unfortunately, injuries prevented that. But once he comes back, the Blazers are going to be a tough out with him and Lillard playing as well as they have been, especially if Nurkic can come back, which I'm not sure exactly when he will be. But yeah, so basically the Western Conference then would be LeBron, Jokic, Kawhi, Curry, Luka, Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Zion, and Gobert, with Chris Paul potentially replacing Anthony Davis, assuming he can't go. And then Fox, uh, Darren Fox, Shy, and McCollum would be your next guys. And there are some other names too, but those are just the ones that I saw. What I do like about this one is that all, obviously it's LeBron's fourth year in a row, that being the captain, but it's LeBron versus KD, which um best two players in the league. And also, it's a new it's a new captains matchup. He's obviously the first year was LeBron Curry, and then the last two years have been LeBron Giannis, and now LeBron KD. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, also, just talking about it because a lot of M- some NBA players were against it, like LeBron Giannis, and I think De'Aaron Fox also, how they were speaking out that there shouldn't be an All Star game, which I agree with for a couple of reasons. Because one, also you're putting your best players not in danger because obviously they're not going to allow them to go out and there's protocols, but like. If something does go wrong, then that, well, first of all, really hurts the leagues. But then also, obviously, the players themselves are saying they don't want to play and they'd rather spend time with their family. And especially with team and like just rest up, especially teams like the Lakers, Nuggets, Celtics, and Heat, who just went, who just had the shortest offseason ever, like they deserve some time off. Like, and especially when they were told they were going to have this time off to rest up. And LeBron and Giannis even said, like, they'll be there, obviously, physically, but mentally they won't be there. Maybe they'll change tune. Once they um, once they arrive and they're playing in the game, but I agree with the players that there shouldn't be. I know fans are allowed in Atlanta, which is where the All Star Game is going to be held, but but there aren't going to be fans for the All Star Game, or if there are, it's going to be very limited. And the All Star Game is for the fans, so it makes no sense if they're not going to be there to have it. I just don't think it's worth the risks, to be honest. But we'll see. Obviously, the reason they're doing the reason it's happening is to gain money and get fans more involved, but. Um, I just wouldn't personally, but they're obviously they're going to go forward with it. They're going to have a three-point contest and I think a dunk contest and maybe a skills challenge. I'm not totally sure, but I'm pretty sure. So it'll it'll probably be fun. I'm not super excited right now just because the players are saying they're not interested. But once it once it's happening, I bet it'll be fine and I'll be looking forward to it. But yeah, so those are those are my thoughts on who will be named in NBA All Star Reserve. Along with I obviously reviewed the NBA All Star Game starters. Uh, I am planning possibly on a future episode, maybe like next week, because there's not that much time before the uh, NBA All-Star game. Once the reserves are announced, 
for part of the section, part of the episode at least, having a like a draft of someone, like a mock draft, like how, that's how they pick the teams nowadays. So hopefully that'll be fun. You'll enjoy that. But yeah, let me know who you guys think should make the All Star game, or which ones you disagree with, or that ones that you agree with, and let me know. And hopefully the NBA All Star game will be fun again this year. It has been the past couple of years, so hopefully that trend will continue. But anyway, thank you guys. Have a good day. I'll see you next week. <laughs>